0: It's time for your local weekly analysis, Slow County Public Policy and the Law, with your host, Stu Jenkins. The union forever, hurrah, boys, hurrah. Down with the traitor! up with the star, while we rally around the flag, boys, rally
1: once again, ciao.
0: Thanks for staying tuned to Slow County Public Policy and the Law only on KNews FM 98.5. I'm your host, Stu Jenkins. As a lawyer, I help folks protect their families and real estate in their estate plans. I also represent farming, industrial, and commercial landowners. Since 1978, I have tried several thousand Slow County court cases and it has been my privilege to strike down unconstitutional election laws and city ordinances and to represent both Republican candidates and the Democratic Party. One of my election law prosecutions against the Bureau of Cannabis Control ultimately removed marijuana billboards from Route 101. I have also served repeatedly as Superior Court Special Master. Office holders, lawyers, and activists appear on slow county public policy and the law to inform you about government actions shaping your lives. That focus brings people with differing points of view to have an opportunity, without being attacked, to tell you about how they think the laws can be improved, even if I or station management disagree with a guest's ideas. Last week I interviewed Ryan Munivar about why he proposed a statewide initiative to legalize psilocybin mushrooms. I also interviewed James Worthley about why the San Luis Obispo County Council of Governments, Slowcog is preparing to ask you for a new additional half-cent sales tax at the November 2024 election. If you missed last week's show, log into the podcast of the interviews at knews985.com. Well, this hour, I am so pleased to introduce former Grover Beach mayor and councilwoman, Debbie Peterson, author and activist against corruption. She has a number of publications you should have on your bookshelf or available to you on your podcasts. The big tome is The Happiest Corruption, Sleaze, Lies, and Suicide in a California Beach Town. A really good read. She's also published City Council 101, An Insider's Guide to New Council Members. Wickedly smart women, trusting intuition, taking action, transforming worlds, has actually featured her in Chapter 7, The Dirty Little Secret of Slow. She also has online courses Double Dias Adventures in Local Government, podcast Corruption Chronicles, and Psychology Today's blog Where Women Govern. Welcome to the show, Debbie.
1: Well, thank you, Stu. Thanks for that introduction.
0: You know, everybody needs to have a copy, particularly in this county, of the happiest corruption, sleaze lies, and suicides in a California beach town.
1: Well, I have to agree with you, and that's why I wrote it. I'm hoping to open people's eyes. Yeah.
0: And it really does. I had you on just about a month ago. Yes. And we were talking about the Central Coast Blue Regional Recycling Water Authority. I think it's just easily uh, called the Big Blue. <laughs> um, it's got a three-member board of directors: uh, one from uh, Arroyo Grande, one from Pismo Beach, and one from Grover Beach. Um, that would be uh, Mayor Waggy, Mayor Rusum, and Mayor Bright. Correct. And they uh, apparently they're supposed to meet quarterly on the first Monday of March, June, September, and December. And they've got a general manager already. I don't know how much they've got in their budget, but uh, I guess uh, you were on to talk about how the result of that was that all of a sudden the city council of Grover Beach had voted to send out notices uh, that the city was going to raise water and sewer fees... people would get monthly and uh, I think you were saying it was going to double or triple
1: people's uh, water bill yes I yes how's that gonna work well I There were really three deal breakers, three material changes, and I was never a huge fan of this project. I'm looking for fiscally sustainable groundwater recharge, mm. and I have been for that ever since I was mayor when I was the mayor, we had the lowest water use it was about fifty gallons per person um, and Grover's always been really good on how they use their water i'm I'm proud of that I'm proud of being from Grover for that reason and they, in June of this year, the citizens found out that this project that was supposed to be twenty five million is now almost a hundred million and we found out in september that in order to pay for this project or at least half of this well our 36 percent of half of this project we were going to have to double our water bills over the next four years now the reason that's a problem for grover beach is because we are already paying an an additional 9.5 percent on our property taxes so that we can fix our streets And so if you add that, for roads and for our water, we are paying more than anyone else in the county, even right now at the lowest water rate.
0: More than Arroyo Grande? Yes. More More than than Pismo. Pismo Beach?
1: Yes. More than Oceano. And uh, yes.
0: Isn't Pismo Beach the richest uh, per capita uh, city in the county because of all the TOT they get off the hotels?
1: I believe they are. I think Cayucos is the richest area, but uh, mm. Pismo is the richest city. And Grover has been for a long time the poorest city, but I'm not sure that's still the case. Mm-hmm. I don't okay. know. I haven't looked at it recently.
0: Uh, it, it's certainly a... Uh, I, I always loved the uh, sign across uh, the main street from Route 1. It said uh, The city of Grover City, home of the common man.
1: That's right. Yeah, It's a very friendly town. And I didn't mention the third deal breaker, which was, so we're paying all of this money for our streets, and now they would like to, or they have, moved the project from the railroad tracks into the streets of Grover Beach, the new streets that we've spent a lot of money to fix. And now we get to fix them again after they dig them up.
0: And the uh, basic thing that... uh You came to talk about was the fact that under uh, Proposition 218, California statewide proposition, when there's a fee raised like water rates or sewer rates, the uh, city has an obligation to send out a notice to everybody and give them a chance to weigh in on whether that rate should go up or not. Uh, Correct. Can you explain that to our listeners?
1: Yes, and it's it's apparently it's an old-fashioned kind of a vote. If you do nothing, it's considered consensus. It's a yes vote. If you don't want your water rates to go up, you have to send a letter in saying, I don't want my water rates to go up. And if a majority of the people do that, and that is not 51%, it's it is 50% plus one more person or one more water account writes in to say we don't approve, then the city cannot implement those rates
0: now um, this has to be in writing
1: it has to be in writing it has it can't to have can 't
0: be an email
1: can 't be an email can 't be, can't be a phone call can 't be a phone call can 't be a petition. A lot of people want to do a petition that won 't do anything to help this
0: no and uh, and in fact, uh, there have been cities where people have brought in an initiative petition later to try to roll back things. But they've found that the city will have issued bonds, and so once they've issued bonds uh and indebtedness the the petition isn't going to have the same effect. They won't be able to roll those back. and I'm sure I'm sure the city and it will have uh issued bonds in order to uh, uh fund this huge project. uh how many millions of dollars?
1: Well, it's ninety three million now, apparently. Okay, now, but that's just for phase one. They're not telling us what phase two is. Now, they don't. They say they don't know.
0: Well, so that's phase one. And what is phase two?
1: Phase two is to hook it up to the to our sewer district for Arroyo Grande, Oceano, and Grover Beach that produces two and a half would produce two and a half times more volume of of groundwater recharge than the Pismo Beach one does.
0: Okay, all
1: right. And the grants are based on that. As far as I understand.
0: And um, as I understand it, the grants were based on the fact that Grover Beach itself was a a community of limited means and a community with a high Hispanic population. And the same for Oceano, as I understand it, that.
1: Yes, the grants. uh, Yes, and and so two things. The basis of the grants was uh, the demographics of each community. It was also phase one and phase two of this project. But now they're not planning to do phase two. They say, and they don't know what it's going to cost. So we don't know how much that would increase our water bills next time around. And Oceano pulled out because they can't afford it. So now my question is, well then. Weren't the grants maybe given under false pretenses or maybe just now they no longer apply?
0: Well, it, uh, what you were saying last time you appeared was that they were build, they were drilling recharge wells, in other words, wells to pump water into the ground mm-hmm. uh, along the, the western side of Grover Beach.
1: Yeah, and, and Oceano.
0: And, and also in Oceano, even though uh, they're not going to be pumping money into this apparently. Mm-hmm. But but the rates, um, if the city of Grover Beach declines to raise their water rates, is that going to hobble the um, building of uh, this uh, big blue water re- recycling system?
1: Yes, it will. And, and- Everybody agrees that we need to pay attention and we need to sort something out in terms of a third Mm -hmm. or even more water supplies. And so there's no problem with that for people. The problem is that this one is not something they can afford to do. And we're going right to the very top of technology when there are probably some much more low tech, much more affordable ways to do this. And what they're asking is, well, why? Why did you hire someone to do this without going out to bid for it? The no-bid contract? Apparently so, for the design and the pre-construction. Good
0: Lord. If folks want to uh, prevent this from happening, what do they have to do?
1: They have to write a letter. And all the letter has to say is, I do not approve of my water rates going up. And they have to... Print their name on it, sign the name, it has to be the name of the person who's on the water bill and their address. It has to be a wet signature, it can't be a photocopy, and then they can make sure that it gets into the hands of the city. If they hand deliver it, now the city clerk will stamp it and give you a copy of this of the stamped uh, letter. Of the stamped letter.
0: Should you bring in a copy for the city clerk to stamp. Yeah, that
1: would be, that would save some money. Sure. And who's eligible,
0: who's eligible to uh, send in this letter?
1: It's very different. You don't have to be on the voter's roll. All you have to be is a water customer. So you have to be the person named on the water bill.
0: So if you're a tenant and you pay the water bill, you can object.
1: If you're a tenant and your name is on the water bill is the person who pays the water bill. Ah. So it has to be the name of the person on the water bill. So most tenants do pay the water bill one way or another, mm. but you have to be it has to the account has to be in your name.
0: If you're a husband and wife and you're both on the water bill, do you both get a vote?
1: No, one vote per property, but as you mentioned last time, if you have an apartment building <laughs> with uh, you know 36 if, different accounts, then... If you're the
0: owner of the apartment mm-hmm. building and you pay the water bill for each of the apartments... Independently. Uh, you have 36 votes. Correct. And uh, But you have to put in 36 different pieces of paper...
1: No. ...for,
0: for each of the... Uh, units?
1: No, you can list them all on one piece of paper. Really? Yeah, good idea to take a copy of that one.
0: But you'd have to show all the units? That yes, you, were
1: you would have to put all the addresses on the one piece of paper. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: This is an education, folks. You're listening to former mayor Debbie Peterson of the great city of Grover Beach, um, uh, who's talking to us about uh, what seems like a, a huge increase in water bills. What's what's the average water bill in Grover Beach?
1: Right now, I think it's about $171 every two months, and it's going to go up to, I think it's around, I think it's $357. i would have to look at the list again, but it's going to, within a few dollars, it's going to double in four years, and it will start going up in 2024. So your first water bill of 2024 your water and your sewer are going up. So you have to remember it's gonna be both of those. So they mm. they show it to you in separate things so you don't really put it together. Um, but it'll be both of them going up 20% year on year.
0: If somebody supports this, do they need to put in a letter?
1: No, if you're for it, you do nothing.
0: And if you're it, it, mm-hmm. um, how long do you have?
1: If you don't like this, you must get your letter into the city by December 11th. And that doesn't mean postmarked. It means in their hands. And it's
0: before they close the office.
1: It's Well, it's before. This is the interesting one. It's before they close the public hearing on this matter on on that evening, which starts at 6 o'clock on December 11th, Monday, December 11th. That is the final moment. And what I've heard uh, from... Some folks have done this in other cities and succeeded half of the time. Uh, what I've heard is that sometimes they'll open and close it really quickly so no one else can get a vote in. So
0: so get it in before the, Monday the 11th.
1: Yeah, or the minute you or, walk in that door, hand it to the city clerk.
0: But if you walk in at 8 in the morning on Monday the 11th and hand it to the city clerk, that, that's going to get counted. Yes. Okay.
1: And on the night it's supposed to. So and they're supposed to count. A city clerk is meant to count it on the night as well. And we're supposed to be able to watch. Supposed to. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Well, you've been working very hard on this. Do you have a website uh, that where people can go and get uh, download a copy of the form that uh, they can use to? Uh, Stu,
1: you were my inspiration. Uh-oh. Last, last time I was on, you said, we're not going to talk about what flows downhill. And I thought, that's it. That's it. It. It flows downhill. So it's it flowsdownhill.com. It flowsdownhill.com.
0: Well, that's quite a compliment.
1: Uh, <laughs> well, being an attorney, you've probably heard a few. <laughs>
0: oh, oh, some of them I can't say on the air. Exactly. Um, <laughs> well, now, um, some of the things about this project are just amazing to me. Um, how, how many of these wells are being Punched well, into the ground to put water back down into the ground at Grover Beach. There was Ocean. a public
1: meeting last night where we were. Not, oh, it was an informational workshop. We yeah. weren't allowed to say our opinions. They said we can say our opinions on the 11th, but we were allowed to ask questions. And then the questions were rephrased because we weren't given a microphone. They were rephrased by the assistant city manager. And at that meeting. I lost track of the question there. Oh, just how many wells? Oh, how many wells? At that meeting, they told us that they're going to save money by only initially, I believe, putting four injection wells in Grover Beach. They did tell us where those would be. But when I asked where the monitoring wells would be, the 12 monitoring wells... They said, we've already answered that question. And I said, no, 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 I didn't ask you about the injection wells. I asked you about the monitoring wells. And they wouldn't tell us
0: why exactly would, where they would they be. Why would they keep that a secret?
1: Well, um, probably because it's going to be tearing up streets, yeah. and people don't like that. Okay,
0: okay. Now, um, there, there's a uh, also a meeting of the city council on this coming Monday?
1: Actually, that's the 13th. I've I put a wrong 13th? date in there. Okay. Yeah. They meet on the, the second and the fourth Tuesday of the month. And so you can go to public comment. at It's at the beginning of the meeting and you've got your three minutes and you can speak on any topic under the jurisdiction of the council that is not on the agenda.
0: And if this is not on the agenda, then you can just Correct talk it, about it during public comment
1: if it is on the agenda, you can wait until the agenda item and then you've got your three minutes.
0: is that a good time to turn in your uh, your letter to the city clerk or do you uh, recommend that I
1: would i don't know personally that I would do it then because the city clerk may be sitting you know she her she's not at her desk okay. at, in the evening all right she may be sitting on the dais
0: so it sounds like the eleventh of December instead of ha- having their regular meeting on the Tuesday that the city council is essentially having a special meeting to decide if there are 50% plus one.
1: Yes, I believe that's the case. And they they said last night they're watching this very carefully. So they are getting a lot of no votes in. Um, but the reality is it's really every other house, every other business plus one more has to send in a letter. So it's a high bar.
0: Do you have an idea how many letters need to be brought in?
1: Uh, should what, be about, What's 50%
0: plus one? It, it
1: should be about 2,500. The city won't tell us how many letters they've had in so far. Although, if you've got a normal election, they'll tell you who's voted and how many they've sent in, but they won't tell us that. They refuse that information. Okay.
0: Well, folks, you're listening to former mayor and uh, anti-corruption activist, Uh, Debbie Peterson from the great city of Grover Beach talked to us about the uh, plans of the city council to double and perhaps triple the water and sewer rates. Uh, And some of that will depend on the cost of phase two that uh, hasn't even been uh, scoped out yet. In this no-bid contract, Debbie, did that have anything to do with... uh, purchasing 1.62 acres of junkyard?
1: Possibly indirectly. I, I don't know if the folks who were in, I mean, it's all part of the same project, but I do have a concern because I, I'm going to suggest that people look at the other communities in our county that have worked with some of the same folks. And I think they'll discover that at Heritage Ranch, at San Miguel, and at Cayucas, there have been very large overruns, or almost some very large overruns, but for some very smart, new, perhaps, council members or members of staff um, or board members. And I'm a little worried about that. Who
0: came on and caught it? Mm Mm-hmm. And Mm -hmm. were, were they able to reverse it?
1: In a couple of cases, I think they did make some difference to it, yes. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah.
0: Um, now, uh, the, uh, I saw a figure in one of the emails from someone that said that this uh, 1.62 acre junkyard <laughs> was purchased for $1.8 million.
1: You know, it went for even higher than a cannabis dispensary went for in 2016. <laughs> 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 I I think it's probably the one well, of the high if probably the highest priced sale in that area.
0: Well, water should be worth more, but uh none, well, nonetheless, uh, you're you're in real estate. Does, does that seem overpriced to you?
1: Yes, I would say it's at least 50% overpriced. And those are the numbers I'm hearing that's that have happened to these other agencies in our county, and I'm I'm concerned about those prices and I'm concerned that if it happened other places Why would we think it wouldn't happen to us?
0: That's right. Well, we're coming up on a hard break. Stay tuned to Slow County Public Policy and the Law to hear more from former Mayor Debbie Peterson.